Hey guys, before we get to the show, we just wanted to give you some big news. Big, big news. First off, cultofsplat.com is now live. That's going to be your central hub where you can find all the places to subscribe to the show, as well as, of course, all the latest episodes and where to follow us on social media. Anything Cult of Splat related, it's going to be right there. It's a great looking website and you should go to it. And not only that, but you can also get information on events such as our first ever virtual live show, May 26th at four o'clock Pacific. We're going to be talking about fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And where are we going to be doing this live event at? We're going to be doing it from Las Vegas. Las Vegas, baby. So make sure to head over to cultofsplat.com or facebook.com slash cultofsplat because this event is free live on Facebook. You can still send us money if you want, though. We will always accept money. That's another thing about the new website. There is a donate link. Yay. So make sure to head over to cultofsplat.com and enjoy the show. another episode of cult of splat i am your host taylor bartle here with my co-host kevin nesgoda yo what's going on with you not much just cooking a pork roast out on the grill nice yeah should be delish hopefully so before we get into things uh i have a couple fact checks from last episode things that we said that were not so true oh uh first off First off, it was not Karashi who had the music video with the monkeys. It was Basement Jacks. Basement, that's right. For the song, Where's Your Head At? Where's your head at? That's the one with that terrifying video. You sent me the link to it. I watched it for as long as I could. And And then I sent you pictures. And you sent me pictures. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Uh, Also... The singer of Handsome Devil is not the little brother of the singer from Lit. Yeah, my bad. I thought it was. The little brother for the singer from Lit is the guitar player for Lit. My bad. <laughs> for some reason, I got it all confused because it was like at a time when everybody seemed to like, you know, you had like this big band coming through and then the little brothers are coming through at the same time. Well, Handsome Devil was signed to Lit's label. That's probably what I was thinking of and just got it confused. Yeah. Just they got were all mixed po- up a little bit. They're both from Orange County. Yeah. Dirty Martini Records. Shut That's up. the one. Yeah. So I can't that out I of the way. That. <laughs> that out of the way. Uh, stop tweeting me. <laughs> Today, we are talking about the 2001 comedy Out Cold. Yay. I love this one. This was Kevin's pick. Uh, Not that shocking. The Tomato meter score on this, as grind was last week, is 8%. That is just tragic. This has an even higher audience score than grind does, though. This has 84% audience approval. It's a good movie. It's funny as fuck. It's funny all the way through. It's like, yeah, this is one of the movies that you can you just start and you're just like, all right, I'm going to last my ass off because it's got a killer cast. Yeah. 
So that 8%, uh, they say that a party movie, or they call this a party movie that substitutes surfs for snow, Out Cold will leave viewers just that with its gross-out humor and sophomoric plot. Sophomoric plot, yes. Not a whole lot of gross-out humor, though. No. No, I I can think of one thing, but it wasn't that bad. I'm not even sure what they're talking about. The hot tub scene. No, I'm not sure what they're talking about, though. Yeah, and it's not like a party movie all the way through. I mean, this has more snowboarding in it as a snowboard movie than Grind had as a skateboard movie. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, This was written by the Malloy brothers, Brendan and Emmett, who I'm not sure what else they've done, if anything. Um, Sorry, directed. They directed it. Yeah. Uh, Written by John Zack. John Zack. John Zack Baggins. Uh, the IMDb synopsis for this does not sound right. It says a snowboarder's plans for his own snowboard park go awry when an ex-girlfriend returns to town. Yeah, that's not remotely. Right. That's not right. <laughs> that is not right at all. <laughs> um, you know, like sometimes they'll say something and you'll be like, I get what you're trying to say, but I don't think you said it right. I yeah. don't even know what they think happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah it's like somebody who watched the like a trailer did the yeah. imd yeah did the synopsis uh yeah yeah so we are we open up on bull mountain don't go changing with a voiceover from the the incomparable david keckner god he's so awesome in this movie <laughs> uh he is hilarious in fucking everything yeah, and this one especially. This is the one that like, really made me a fan. Like there, he, There's so many lines of his that are just so quotable he's, throughout this. He is just bonkers in this movie. He's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, my favorite line of his through this. It comes late in the movie, but or it comes in the outtakes. And it's, uh, for those who, uh, what is it? For those who don't think money can buy you love, hell, you've never been to Reno. <laughs> <laughs> And I love like you know dropping that every now and again, and people are like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's like, yeah, yeah I've never been to Rio. Well, obviously, watch- you've never bought love. Watching the outtakes, I have to wonder how much of his lines were improvised. I'm gonna say 112. <laughs> percent uh, If you don't know who David Keckner is, yes, you do. Uh, yeah. He's he's Packer from The Office. Yep. But he t- he introduces us to Bull Mountain tells us that it's nestled in the cleavage of Alaska's high country. (laughs) Tells us that it all started when a young buck named Herbert Muntz saw the promise of a new life and staked his claim to the old-fashioned way, or staked his claim to the land, uh, the old-fashioned way. He stole it from the Eskimos. Eskimos. (laughs) (laughs) Which is correct. Uh, Each year, Herbert Muntz, who they called Papa, would say thank you for the, the year by skiing down the mountain with his ass out. And they called this the moonshine run. Ah, yeah. Because two things Papa loved, actually three things Papa loved. He loved to ski, he loved to drink, drink. and he loved to ski and drink. (laughs) At the same time! (laughs) And his last words were, Bull Mountain, don't go changing. Changing. Uh, Now his son controls the mountain. Played by the incomparable Willie Garson. Okay. I did not know that guy's name. Oh, he was in, um, in Sex in the City and a bunch of other stuff. But uh, probably people are going to recognize him from Sex in the City. 
And he's died. No, he died last year. Oh, I didn't know that. September 21st, he passed away. Well, thanks for bringing the mood down. That sucks. Rest in peace, Willie Garson. But back to the happier movie. Uh, We get the song Anytime by Eve Six. That's right. Eve Six had more than one song. Yeah, and I, this is my favorite Eve Six song, and it's probably because you can't get it anywhere else besides the soundtrack, and you cannot buy this soundtrack. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So the, the, me off. the bar on top of the mountain is called El Matador. Which in Spanish is The Matador. Of course. <laughs> We're introduced to Rick, played by Jason London. Officially an all-star now, right? No, this is still only the second. Oh, okay. The other one was his brother. God damn it. <laughs> almost, almost. But uh, yeah, his last name is Rambus. Do you think he's related to Kurt in any way? Yep. Definitely, because there's only one Rambus family. <laughs> That's right. The, the L.A. Rambi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his little crew has Zook. Uh, Zook. Zook. <laughs> Luke, played by Zach Galifianakis. Who is fucking hilarious for the whole thing? Him and David Hector definitely get the most. This was kind of his breakout role, right? Yeah, he's done a couple other small roles, but this was like his first, like you know, supporting role. Other mm-hmm. other than that, he was just like in the movie for maybe a total of two minutes each. Right. Uh, then there's Luke's brother Pigpen and their friend Anthony. Yeah, the only black person in Alaska. Yeah. Uh, they find out that Munts is selling the mountain. Uh, the bartender at El Matador is Roy from The Office. So many office guys in this movie. <laughs> we also see the, the I already used incomparable for David Koechner, but if the, the likewise incomparable Tom Lennon. He's so good in this too. Sitting at the bar. He's such a douchebag and he pulls it off like so well. I love Tom Lennon. Yeah, he, he, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, of course, most well known for Reno nine one one, just just new boot goofing. Yeah, <laughs> God, I fucking love Thomas Lennon. <laughs> he's just gold in everything he, he's in. Like when he had his cameo in Friends, he was better than you know Matt LeBlanc in the scenes. Wait, who was he on Friends? He was the hand twin in the casino. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, honestly, like one of my favorite roles of his is. Uh, this is 40. Oh, yes. When, and when him and Paul Rudd go on the date. <laughs> <laughs> and later, you broke my heart. You whore. You whore. <laughs> I wonder if he's going to be in This is 50. Is I hope just, so. I hope they got to, right? Yeah. Or no, it wasn't. It was sorry. It was I love you, man. I love you, man. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Oh, he can come back. It's fine. Put him in This is 50 anyway. I don't care. Just put him in everything. Fucking A. Yeah. Thomas Lennon can and should be in anything. He is a treasure. That's it. Instead of incomparable, Thomas Lennon is a treasure. Is America's sweetheart. Yeah, he is America's new sweetheart. So speaking of sweethearts, Jenny walks into the bar. Tom Lennon says, you know, whatever she wants is on me. It's on my tab. And she's like, oh, great. I'll have a beer and five gold schlagers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'll fuck my life. And of course, she was just buying them for all the guys. She's not yeah. just pounding five shots of Goldschlager on her own. And this is when I developed a crush on AJ Cook. <laughs> and then she went on to do uh, Criminal Minds. And I'm just like, yes, more AJ Cook, please. 
Uh, I don't know that I've seen her anything else. I have not seen Criminal Minds, so. Uh, she's pretty good. She's like one of the three people that are like, you know, in Criminal Minds all the way through. But she's in Final Destination, too. Oh, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. It's like, I hope so. But Galifianakis stands up and says, tonight is the night. It's time to crown the king of the mountain. King of the mountain. 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 Uh, Rick is the three-time reigning champion of King of the Mountain. The three, Peter. We find out that King of the Mountain is a race to the bottom of the mountain with a beer in hand. The first one to the Papa Munt statue with the most beer in their glass wins. That just sounds difficult. Yeah, because it's a mug. They give you a mug. Yeah. It's not like, you know, beer bottle. Great. Um, But a beer bottle, you could like, you know, pop your thumb on top. Right. But, you know, these are like, you know, full, like open mug pints. Maybe two (laughs) pints. And like, as people are going down the mountain, they're doing backflips and shit. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're trying to win the goddamn thing. I don't know what the prize is, but fuck. It's breaking rights. But but yeah, like, wouldn't you be avoiding jumps and especially avoiding backflips or anything that would make your mug go upside down? Yeah. You know, front side 360s where you're grabbing the board with your mug hand. Yeah. Pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. Pull your head out of your ass. Figured out. Uh, but pushing, shoving, and cheating are, of course, encouraged. And done throughout. Right. And sorry, not only bragging rights, but you also win the contents of Tom Landon's okay. wallet. Yeah. Which is $2 and a condom that expired in 1997. And a picture of his grandma. No, that's Nancy Reagan. A picture <laughs> of Nancy Reagan. Yep. Why does he have a picture of Nancy Reagan in his wallet? It's 2001. She's been out of office for almost 20 years now. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't, I don't think I want to know. He is kind of a creepy dude. Galifianakis tells Anthony, make sure you don't wipe out like you did the last three years. Anthony's like, nah, man, I'm, I'm getting good. In three years, you should be able to stay up. You know, not me included. I've been <laughs> snowboarding twice and I'm broken a bone twice. I've been snowboarding once and I fell on my ass and said, nope, I'm done. <laughs> this is not for us. Makes No Difference by Sum 41 is our soundtrack for King of the Mountain. Another good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell, I love like music from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and Anthony, hair metal. <laughs> hell yeah. Anthony wipes, out almost, Anthony wipes out almost immediately. He goes five feet and face plants. Yeah. Um, Rick takes a shortcut, goes over a house that's in the middle of the mountain. Like slides down the roof. Hits a jump. Yeah. And he's the first one to get to the statue, but his mug is completely empty. Just like everybody else's. Yeah. The other thing, on on top of doing flips and everything, we also see people drinking while they're heading down the mountain. And I'm like, no. (laughs) But Rick secretly had stored all the beer in his mouth. And so he spits it back into his mug. Has half a glass. Four-time winner. Man, you just that's a dynasty at that point. Yep. So with the lack of talent in Alaska, you're probably not gonna beat that. He probably has a good chance to hit five or six before he hangs it up. Yeah. He, he's the Chicago Bulls of Alaskan snowboarding. I was gonna say Boston Celtics, but yeah. Yeah, that, that too. So Jenny asks Rick to walk her home. She clearly wants the D. Yeah, she wants it bad. She wants King of the Mountain. And she even brings it up. It's like, hey, if you mention it, you know, we could probably hook up. Yeah. 
Yeah, just like, here it is. Free pass. I have a thing for you. Let's just fucking do it. I have a thing for you, and I have boobs. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful boobs. (laughs) But we find out that Rick uh, broke up with his girlfriend and is still getting over it. And it was only a week. Anyway, we get to that a little bit later. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Cancun, Um, Mexico. But yeah, Jenny basically tells him, you, you know, it's it's over. Like, what are you doing? Why are yeah. you still pining for this girl that you hung out with for three weeks on vacation? On vacation. Like it's a, that's a vacation hookup. That's not true love. No. That, you know, she lives in France. You live in Alaska. The chances of you two ever seeing each other again are slim to none. And slim and none both left. Yeah. Are Jack and shit and Jack, and Jack left town. Yeah. Um, but so Rick is just like, okay, so you want to hook up? And she's like, moment's gone, dude. Sorry. Yeah. You lost it. You got to try harder than that. And he's like, so do you want to hook up? <laughs> uh, Galifianakis is passed out in the snow, <laughs> which is a night. I love this running gag for the whole movie. Yeah. They say like Luke is passed out again. So clearly this isn't even the first time. No. And why would you like bad things are going to happen to you constantly when you drink that much and pass out. But you know, what else is there to do in a mountain town in Alaska, but still bad things happen to you. Every time you drink that much, (laughs) have some, some control, man. Maybe he's narcoleptic. It could be. You could have one beer and just pass the fuck out. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, But so Pigpen, Anthony and Roy put him in the snow with his pants down and they, they, they do something with salt. We don't know exactly what. Yeah. Give me a paintbrush, 10 pounds of salt. Lance, get his pants. <laughs> but we see a polar bear come up and just basically start filleting him. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, similar to Grind, he, like, wakes up and he's like, ah, ah, and, like, starts running. And he's like, actually, that felt good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good when the bear licks me. Good boy. I mean, girl. Uh, yeah, girl. I mean, girl. Girl. <laughs> uh, so the, the next day, the guy who's buying the mountain shows up. His name is John Majors. Played, and by, played by Lee Majors. <laughs> the $6 million man himself. Uh, no brain cells lost on that name. No, zero. But he wants to change the name because he thinks Bull Mountain is just a little too shitty. Yeah. But he asks Rick of all people to show him around. Not the owner, not the owner's crony. No. But since Rick is the best skateboarder or snowboarder, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Uh, we then see Pigpen jump out of a helicopter <laughs> onto like a, a, a gondola. A yeah. gondola. There you go. Um that's a grouse mountain gondola. I've been up and down that thing a few times. It's kind okay. of scary. But he he jumps out of this helicopter. Lock and load him, boys. Lock and load what? <laughs> Boards down the mountain onto this gondola to save these models who are, yeah. are trapped. Like the gondola stopped. And so they're trapped. <laughs> and so he gets in there and he takes off his snowsuit. And he's got a tuxedo t-shirt on <laughs> underneath. Oh, yeah. Classy as fuck right there. <laughs> but he tells the women, he's like, hey, I need you all to take your tops off. And they're to like, build a rope. excuse me? And he's like, you know, to tie together and use a rope to climb down. Oh, even though like 400 feet off the ground. Yeah, really. 
So they all take their tops off, but then a bolt breaks on the gondola and he falls and all the women fall on top of him. Just got to jiggle it. <laughs> Just jiggle it. <laughs> uh, they, they're all like, oh, pig pen. Oh, pig pen. And then all of a sudden we hear Zach Galifianakis being like, pig pen. <laughs> Turns out it was all a dream and he's actually grinding on a bench made of snowboards. He's had a, a crush on that bench since the summer. <laughs> Uh, Galifianakis tells Rick that he is king of the mountain, not king of the no-ball pussy losers. So he needs to get over Anna. But Rick recounts the story of how he met Anna here. They met in Cancun, like you said, at a restaurant called Pedro O'Horny's. Ah, classy joint. Classy joint. Anna has her own theme song, which is Island in the Sun by Weezer. Good song. A little overplayed. Every, Every time Anna is mentioned in this movie, they play Island in the Sun. Yeah. Hip, hip. Hip, and hip. Rick tells us, you know, she was different. She was French. Yeah. She had her top on. on. Wasn't puking everywhere. As him and Anna are making googly eyes at each other, we see Galifianakis making googly eyes at a beer bong. Yeah. And it's a big ass beer bong. It was. Uh, Anna invited Rick on a tandem bike ride and never showed up and he never saw her again. Yeah. Who the fuck would go on a tandem bike ride in Cancun? It's too humid for that shit. I don't understand tandem bike rides. Me either. I would just be nervous the entire time. Yeah, like, can't we just ride two bikes? Yeah. We're going to the same same place. We're grown-ups. Yeah. We're not going to get lost. We have the Google. Anyway. But Pigpen tells him, you know, like, look, it's you need to get over her and just, you need to carpe the diem. Seize the carp. carp. I use that all the time. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Season the carp, carpe diem. It's like, that's not what that means. It's like, obviously, you've never seen El Cold. So therefore, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. You and I are no longer friends. We then see Jenny helping out some kids, helping them get their snow boots on and stuff, including Thurman Merman oh, from Bad Santa. Santa. <laughs> and of course, Charlie from Trick or Treat, one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time. Rick shows up and he asks Jenny to dinner. So apparently he's trying to move on now. Yeah, good for him. Finally. Uh, Rick is now, he's showing majors around. He tells him about Hangman's Peak, which the lift does not go to, but he wants to build a lift there and make that like the new new run. Biggest snow. Yeah, it'd be a major attraction. Right. Majors tells Rick that he needs his help to get the town behind him because obviously he's this big, rich asshole from the city. He needs Rick to kind of be his liaison. Yeah. You talk to the rednecks, so I don't have to. There you go. Yeah. He then introduces these new uniforms, which are just awful. They're terrible. They look like solid gold dancers with like Columbia jackets. They look like uh, Blades of Glory. Oh, they totally do. (laughs) Same colors and everything. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Rick tells his buddies who are all, you know, kind of freaking out about the whole thing. He says, look, if, if we play ball with majors, then we can still do whatever we want. Um, right? Yeah. Okay. They're like, okay, fine. The uniforms suck, but fuck it. We then get a story um, about the last time someone tried to buy a mountain, not this mountain, but a, a mountain. different, a different mountain. David Keckner tells us all, tells us the story. <laughs> Please have the quote. <laughs> I do. Thank you. It was the eighties. Ford was president. Nixon was in the White House, and FDR was running this country into the ground. 
I was bumming in a hole in the wall town in what is now called Utah. Some fellow from Colorado shows up, starts making so-called improvements. Before we knew what hit us, the streets were running with latte. It got so bad that a guy who liked to smoke a little grass, drink a little ripple, maybe challenge the mayor's son to a gentleman's duel is uncouth against God. Stumpy had to go. I die laughing every fucking time during this speech. It's like they take Bluto's like inspirational speech from Animal House and just take it up to like 50 times the absurdness. <laughs> and it fucking works because David Kackner is delivering the lines. And yeah. you know that character believes every goddamn word he's saying. Yeah. Love it. We're then introduced to Majors' stepdaughter, Inga, played by 1997 Playmate of the Year, Victoria Silvstedt. Victoria Silvstead, Playmate of the Year. <laughs> uh, she also brings along her stepsister, Anna. What are the chances? Uh, slim to none. Yeah, I guess Slim hung around. Guess so. But Anna sees Galifianakis first and is just like, hey, is, is Rick around? And he's like, no, Rick no. perished no. Yeah. In, a, in a dog sled accident. <laughs> Four dog sled pile up. up. <laughs> and then Anna tells... Galifianakis, hey, can you can you play that song for me? And he's like, no. <laughs> At first, he's like, no, absolutely not. And she's like, come on, please. So he puts on the jukebox and plays Island in the Stun. And of course, Rick is just like, what the fuck are you doing? How dare you? But he turns around and he sees Anna. And so they get to talking. And so, of course, he stands up, Jenny. And she's just drinking all by himself by herself. Yep. Looking very cute at that restaurant. The one sit-down restaurant in all of Bull Mountain. Yeah. Uh, Galifianakis passes out again. (laughs) (laughs) So they put him in Rick's car and they start spinning it. And I don't know if you heard this or not, but they get in the car and when Pigpen is telling them to spin it, he says, pitter-patter, let's get at her. Yeah, I did hear. I thought I caught that last night. I'm like, oh. I was like, holy shit. Does does, uh, Jared Kiso watch Out Cold? I hope so. But it's also Canadian saying. I heard it like when, you know, going up to Canada a bunch. Oh, really? It's, it's yeah. a common saying? It's a common saying in Canada. Oh. Well, all right. So they start spinning the car and then they all just start screaming. Fucking awesome. <laughs> and Galifianakis wakes up and he's just like, ah, starts cranking the wheel. <laughs> oh, we got it. We got it. You, you know, to give him credit, he's turning into the skid. That's true. Yeah. He, he got the driving right. And then when he realizes it's a prank, he just grabs Pigpen's head and slams it into the steering wheel. Multiple times. His face while he's doing it, too. He just looks so pissed off. <laughs> Majors wants to change the name of the mountain to Snownook. Terrible name. Absolutely awful. Um, That's corporate America for you. And just kind of off to the side, we see David Keckner telling somebody that he invented snowboarding. Yeah. He's but like, I don't, I don't want credit. But they keep giving it to me. <laughs> God, everything he delivers in this movie is just fucking gold. <laughs> we see Pigpen. Um, he goes into Tom Lennon's office. No, sorry. Goes into Munson's office, office. Gets on the computer and he gets signs into a lesbian chat room because David Keckner told him about him. <laughs> hey, Pigpen, you ever been in one of those lesbian chat rooms? No. Have you? No. Uh, but he, he signs into this lesbian chat room and he starts talking to this woman and we see that it's actually Tom Lennon. <laughs> Who's drinking like 
rosé. <laughs> I think he's drinking brandy. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, he he has something fancy. It's a it's a night form. There's candles lit. It there's a mood set. Yeah. He's purring like a fucking kitten. I love. He says, "Tell me a secret." And Big Ben says, "I set my brother, set my brother on fire once." He's like, "Oh, I bet you're on fire or something like that." You're you're setting me on fire. That's it. And then he's just like, like they start uh, cyber sexing, you know? Yeah. And Tom Lennon's like, "I'm taking off my pants," and Pig Ben's like, "Awesome." awesome. <laughs> And then Tom Lennon's, you know, like, I'm taking off your pants. And Pink Ben's like, like, awesome. This <laughs> replies awesome to everything. <laughs> and somehow it's working for Thomas Lennon. It's yeah, like really working for him. We, uh, we get the, the implication that Tom Lennon has finished. Yeah. Because they zoom out and we see his bare ass. Bare ass. Well, because he's like, ah! oh, yeah, big old stretch, not wearing pants. Yeah. And then it zooms out and you see that he's sitting in this chair completely bottomless. Yeah, and he has like a plaque above his desk that says, I'm the boss. Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> I noticed it for the first time rewatching it last night. Uh, back at El Matador, we see Inga riding the mechanical bull. Slow and which, steady. Which causes one guy to just pass out. Yeah, because everybody loved Victoria Solstead, Playmate of the Year. You know, I mean, back I mean, then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Anthony then leaves with Inga. And Galifianakis tells Pigpen, he's like, look, I, uh, I know that you have feelings for Inga. I can, I can tell. So I'm going to do her. <laughs> and Pigpen's like, how does that help me? <laughs> and he just like stands there dumbfounded as Galifianakis walks out. Um, Galifianakis tries to snowboard across the roof of El Matador. He's just like, hey, Inga, look at me. I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> but he crashes and Inga goes and helps him. She's yeah. like, go get some ice. And he's like, he's sitting in snow. <laughs> We're in Alaska. It's all ice. Just go, Anthony. <laughs> Back at Rick's little cabin or whatever you want to call it. Chalet. Uh, it's not fancy enough to be a chalet. Yeah, he, he there's a knock at the door and he goes out and he sees a little note. And the note says duck and Anna throws a snowball and hits him right in the dick. <laughs> Perfect placement. And it was a big snowball, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, we see Galifianakis and Victor- Victoria Silvstedt in a hot tub kind of making out or she's patching him up. Yeah. And she says, you know, does that hurt? And he says, no, we have a saying around here. No brains, no headache. <laughs> And she's like, back in Holland? Is that where she's from? Something like that. Denmark? One of those Denmark, countries. Denmark, yeah. She says, we have a saying too. No swimsuit, no tan lines. And so she pops her tits out. And Zach Balfinish is like, thank you, God. Right. Which is um, the appropriate reaction. For whatever reason, we don't see him. No. It's a PG-13 movie. That's well, why we don't see him. They should have fixed that. Yeah. It would have been an easy fix. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen them already. Yeah. They were 1997 Playmate of the Year, Victoria Silvstedt. Yeah. I can hit three keys right now and have those up. Okay, Wait, that means, more. does that mean you haven't favored it? No. I was like, <laughs> I have to type in a little bit more than that. Um, I love, Galifianakis says, 
we have another saying around here. And she's like, what's that? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no brains, no headache. But Anna's talking to Rick and he says, you know, was there another guy? And she's like, yeah, you. it was you. She said, you know, I, w- I was engaged and I still am. He's uh, like, we then oh. cut back to the hot tub and we see Playmate of the Year, Victoria Silvstedt, just slapping Galifianakis' ass. She's like yeah. bent over and she's just spanking him. <laughs> Getting him all worked up. Yeah. And then she says, you know, it's, it's time for schlop inside. And oh, he's like, he's like oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's schlop inside, let's baby. Because schlop inside sounds very dirty. It does. Uh, but apparently it means sleepy time. Yep. So she goes inside. Obviously, he's blue balled. So he sticks his dick in the jet, as one does. Yep, it happens. We find out that Anna's fiance, Barry, is a doctor pilot. That's son a, of a bitch. A doctor slash pilot. He's a doctor. And then she says, you know, he's coming here. And he's like, how is he coming here? The only way he could come here is if he was a pilot. She's like, yeah, he's that too. He's like, son of a bitch. How can I top this? In real life, uh, the guy who plays him is Todd Richards, who is also apparently one of the original like mainstream snowboarders. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a I did a little research. Hit the Good interwebs. Yeah, I don't do much research for the show. <laughs> I like to wing it, but sometimes I like to I like to do a little research. We see Galifianakis now stuck in the jet overnight. <laughs> yeah, so he's got like he's got icicles in his beard and stuff. Yeah. It's a little code. Uh, David Keckner comes up to help him, pulls out gardening shears, <laughs> and you just see Galifianakis' eyes get really wide. Yeah, he's he like, just, oh, he just no. tosses him to the side. Or no, he cuts a lime with him. <laughs> yeah, cuts a lime, grabs some rubbing alcohol, takes a big swig of the rubbing alcohol, <laughs> and then bites the lime like it's like he just did a shot of tequila. Right. <laughs> And then all he does is he just takes some snow and like packs it onto Galifianakis's penis to shrink it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you like, think it would be already shrunk after spending so much time in like sub freezing temperatures. Yeah. Like if he's already got ice in his beard, like there's got to be yeah, nothing ice, going on down there. Yeah. I, ice in the pubes, play ball. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but then he just puts his hands on his shoulders and just shoves him out. And that had to hurt because there's a popping sound. Yeah. That definitely did not feel good. No. Um, yeah. And then as he's snowing down his, his junk in the front yard, he's just sitting on a picnic table with a big pile of snow on his crotch. Yep. <laughs> Rick comes up and Galifianakis tells him, you know, that if, if you really love Anna, then you need to go and tell her uh, no regrets. That's yeah, my motto. Well, that and everybody Everybody wang chung tonight, tonight, which I also steal all the time. (laughs) We see these new patrol leaders that Majors hired. They're just Uh, douchebags on top of douchebags on top of douchebags. Yeah, they come up to Pegpen and Anthony and they they confiscate their 40s and pour them out right in front of them. Fucking dicks. Majors takes the bull out of El Matador, which like it's it's El Matador. Like, how do you not have a bull? Yeah, you have to have a bull in... Something called the Matador. They also announced that they're going to be doing a random drug test. <laughs> go in there, take this cup, Pigpen, and go to the bathroom. I love that Pigpen says, I don't need a test to tell you I take drugs. drugs. <laughs> yeah, Tom Lennon tells him, take this, take the cup, go in there, and just go in the bath. Go to the bathroom in the cup. 
He's like, fine. <laughs> and so they're, they're all coming out and putting their cups down. Anthony says, drink up. What is drink up half pint, I think he says. Yeah, half pint. And then Pigpen comes out and there's just a big old turd in his cup. Yeah, big old duke. Um, Thomas Lennon fucking loses it and tries to like, assault Pigpen. <laughs> he but tries he to go after him. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, Pigpen. I'm coming for you, son of a bitch. <laughs> they rename El Matador to the Powder Room. Which is actually not a bad name for a bar, like a high-end bar in a snow town. Like, if I went to Aspen, I would expect to find a bar called the Powder Room. Yeah, and I would expect it to be like this, too. Yeah. I, meaning I would not go there. No, I would not go there either. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. All right. Where can I get oh, a beer? That looks pretentious. Yeah, I'm not pretentious. Even though I pretend to be. <laughs> <laughs> but they're having a private party. Uh, we see that Roy is now the bar back. He's been demoted. There's severely, a new bartender. Severely demoted. He also has to wear a tux yeah. kind of outfit now. He looks like he should be serving drinks on the Titanic. Yeah. Galifianakis and Anthony are not let in because it's a private party, even though they work there. Uh, and Pigpen, of course, because he's yeah. Pigpen. Yeah. Well, you shouldn't let Pigpen in anywhere. Something will break. But Pigpen puts himself in a box <laughs> and, and gets let in, gets carried in. Meanwhile, Galifianakis and Anthony just walk in the back door. Yeah. Majors offers Rick a job as a manager. And Rick accepts as long as all of his friends get to keep their jobs. Yeah. And is it like something I noticed rewatching this? Lee Majors is checked out through this whole fucking movie. He could <laughs> care less. He, he hits his lines, but he's just like, what, what, what can I do next? <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, like cut. Can we do one more? No, we got no, it. We got it. Did you notice that too? It's like, he's not looking, he never looks anybody in the eye. He's always just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's the character, but the whole thing, he's just like completely disinterested. I feel like that's kind of just Lee Majors in general. That could be. I don't watch a whole lot of Lee Majors. Yeah, but I don't either. But I feel like everything I've seen him in when he cameos and stuff, like, I feel like that's just kind of how he is. He is. Yeah. Maybe he just has really bad ADHD. I mean, maybe. Yeah. And if you can't ever, you, like, you know, since we never, we don't do a video podcast, you don't see me looking everywhere as we're doing this. <laughs> I'm watching the dogs. I'm looking outside at the hummingbirds. I'm staring at the wall for no apparent reason. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm actually interested in what we're talking about. I, I'm holding my train of thought. <laughs> so the guys decide since they got kicked out of the private party, they're going to go have their own house party. Yeah, we don't need any pretentious blue ropes. <laughs> Steal that rope. <laughs> Steal that rope. <laughs> I mean, if you can get the velvet rope, you get the velvet rope. I don't care what kind of party you're throwing. You can have a velvet rope. Or if you can have a velvet rope, you get the fucking velvet rope. Yeah. They're, they won't let this one guy in because he's not a local, but he ends up paying 40 bucks. Grease in Anthony's palm. <laughs> yeah. And then he, he comes into the party and he drinks the bong water. <laughs> hey, buddy, can I get some of that? Woo! <laughs> he, he looked familiar. I can't place him, though. I thought so, too. I, like, I, he looked like the, the bass player from um, Alien Am Farm. Okay. But I don't think it was the bass player from Alien Up. <laughs> I would be surprised if it was. Right. Uh, Anthony, you know, halts the party and tells everybody that Rick is the new manager. And Jenny so kind of, yeah, everybody's excited. Jenny congratulates him, but says, you know, she's, she's not his shoulder to cry on. Yeah. And he's like, just because I'm your boss now doesn't mean like, you know, our relationship will change. Yeah. He's like, she's like, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Ooh. Burn. We see 
Rick tell Anna that he loves her and that she needs to break up with Barry. Yeah. But before we can really get an answer, uh, we see that Galifianakis has passed out again. (laughs) (laughs) They duct tape him to the bull, which is now in their living room. (laughs) That was like the most mild thing they did to him, but I could imagine him waking up in his equilibrium being way the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony wakes up next to some girl. He like pulls back the blanket and sees this girl and then she farts. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there's some gross out here. Okay. There's, there's one little fart joke, but it's not that bad. There was also poop in a cup. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Barry arrives on the mountain. We see that he's in a wheelchair. And like, and Galifianakis is like, I don't feel so good about kicking this guy's ass anymore. Yeah. And I love that he says, who's the hot tub Casanova? And then David Keckner from a balcony. Yeah, across the street. Yells, that's him right there. They call him that because he was all up in it. Loving it strong. I use loving it strong a lot, too. We find out that the reason Barry is in a wheelchair is because he was in an accident at the X Games. So so Big Ben punches him in the leg. (laughs) Just fucking goes off, too. Just like, wham! How that fucking hurt. <laughs> um, Pigpen. Uh, Tom Lennon shows up on a Razor scooter. <laughs> Galifianakis, Pigpen, and Anthony get called into the staff room. Uh, at this point, we find out that Pigpen's real name is Pierre. <laughs> Pierre? Your, name, your real name's Pierre? <laughs> uh, Ted Munts he fires them all says, you know, majors decided that you guys are dead weight. So he's firing all of you. You gots to go. Majors tired of them fucking his hot tub and doing graffiti and pooping and pooping. (laughs) How dare they? Uh, Majors tells Rick, he says, Hey Rick, welcome to the winning team. Got you a little gift. See you out there. (laughs) So Rick opens the card (laughs) and it says, Hey Rick, welcome to the winning team. Got you a little gift. See you out there. there. (laughs) It's a nice cowboy hat. Yeah, the gift is a 10-gallon cowboy hat, exactly like Majors' is. Identicals. Uh, So we see Roy. You know, everybody's kind of congregating, everybody except Rick. They're all kind of congregating and and deciding their next move. Roy comes in. Lance, I think, is (laughs) the character's name. Yeah, Lance. I just keep calling him Roy from the office. Yeah, it's Lance. Uh, Roy comes in and he's like, look, you guys, I, I, I got to make a confession. And like, it's, it's been clear throughout the movie that Roy is gay. Yeah, very obviously gay. So he comes in and he's like, hey, I got I to gotta make a confession to you guys. And they're like, dude, we know. Like, it's, it's, it's cool. cool. You're gay. And, and this, he's like, yeah. And to cut you off real quick, this is the most progressive, like, coming out thing that ever happened in a movie. Like, pre 2010 probably yeah yeah especially for for this kind of comedy yeah this is just like asking to be like just made fun of like you know back in that time but no this was like really progressive and really well handled so kudos to the malloys and john zach for doing this well yeah he you know he everyone's like it's 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 great that that you're gay and we're happy that you're finally going to come out he's like oh i was i was gonna tell you guys i was adopted but (laughs) now that you say it yeah he's like since since you're all so open to it yeah i am i'm gay and they all kind of like give him the 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 fist the power fist yeah yeah this this is the there has to be a punchline to it of course so of course 
Of course, he does the fist and then does like a limp wrist. Yeah. <laughs> which isn't too bad. Uh, Major tells Rick that he fired all his friends, which, of course, went against their deal. Yeah. He had an, an ironclad contract. Maybe. He also sees that they're moving the Papa Munt statue. Oh, that that's... Fire my friends. That's one thing. But moving Papa Munts? Oh, you've gone too far. That's right. So Rick quits right on the spot. Uh, we find out that Barry's going to fly the guys to Anchorage, where they can catch a flight out of there. But Rick you know, gives them the, the speech and just says, you guys need to stay and, and help me save Bull Mountain. And they're like, all right, what's the plan? He's like, oh, I, I don't I don't know. I don't have I don't have a plan. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't got that shit. But I love like everyone's like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Even what though we had no plan, they're just like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> uh, we see Pigpen tell 1997 Playmate of the Year Victoria Silvstedt that he loves her. <laughs> he, he gets down on one knee and he says, "Will you have sex with me?" <laughs> Nothing would piss off my stepfather more. <laughs> Let's do this. So they decide they're, they're just going to trash the, the big unveiling of Snow Nook. Scare off all the investors. Yeah. So it's time for Anthony to get back on the horse or the board, as it were. Yeah, because he tries to tube down the mountain. They're like, no, you ain't doing that. Yeah. Uh, Majors reveals one of the new gondolas. They're going to have this updated gondola system, and it's bright gold. And So he pulls down the tarp, and inside the gondola... Pigpen is banging 1997 Playmate of the Year, Victoria Silvstedt in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking it to her. Possibly. I don't know. He's banging her from behind. Yeah. It could go one of two ways. Um, so everybody goes down the mountain, ass out, pop a month style, moonshine yeah. run. Barry flies overhead in his helicopter. <laughs> Just buzzes him. Major's like, what's Captain Cripple doing here? <laughs> And it's like, holy shit, you're a terrible person. Just like right. finally realizing it. Yeah. So they take Anna and lock her in the Hummer. Yeah. And high five about it. We just committed a fel- felony kidnapping. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody crashes the party. Like literally, they're, they're crashing into tents and all kinds of stuff. Um, smashing drinkware and barware. Uh, Zach Galifianakis gets his foot stuck in Tom Lennon's ass. And Tom Lennon throughout the whole movie keeps like referencing he's going to shove something up Zach Galifianakis's ass. I think he says he was going to break his foot off in his ass. Yeah. Uh, my, and, yeah, my fist, your ass. Um, yeah, Galifianakis says something like, why are you always talking about shoving stuff up my ass? ass. <laughs> it's like, I'm not. And so then, yeah, like Galifianakis, he's just like crashes into Tom Lennon. It's not like he's like fighting him or anything. He just crashes into him and gets his foot stuck in his ass. And so he's like, well, that's ironic. (laughs) We see David Koechner take the Papa statue back up the mountain. Um, He's like, Rick, I got to tell you something. I'm your father. Father. (laughs) Rick goes, okay, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He just laughs and has a mountain. (laughs) I love he's just like, yeah, that's just stumpy being stumpy. Stumpy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we see Rick rescue Anna with, on a ski do ski do snowmobile. It's, it's, yeah. Why did I write? Well, oh, no ski do. That's a brand of snowmobile, isn't it? Could be probably. Who knows? I don't either. 
uh, Rick tells her, you know, hey, you you have to go get on the plane with Barry. He's the one that you're meant to be with. I'm being selfish. You got to do it. And he tells her, we'll always have Pedro Hornies. And we didn't have that until you came here. This is basically a Casablanca ripoff scene. Uh, more or less, yeah. Like, yeah. M- maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. But you got to get on that plane. But one day. Soon. Ted then punches Majors with just the worst punch. Yeah. <laughs> open palm yeah but the papa month statue comes loose and just heads down the mountain ass first smashes through the gondola knocks down majors yeah it went through it like lunar cheese like a hot knife through lunar <laughs> cheese uh we see roy come by on a snowmobile and he like hooks majors's foot with yeah. some kind of hook yeah it's like a tow rope like if you're going like um wakeboarding yeah, he, like the handle thing just like happens to snag on his little cowboy boot there. He f- flies into a porta potty and then rides down the mountain in the porta potty and gets stuck upside down in a tree. Yep. After a dude blew it up, he must have had a Chilean things or Chilean such. Ch- Chilean such. <laughs> um, yeah, similar to grind again. Yeah. Finally, after all this, Anthony makes his way to the bottom of the mountain. Finally. <laughs> but he made it. He made it two hours later. They reclaim the mountain in the name of Papa Months. Nothing legally bad happens to them. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no repercussions whatsoever. Zero. You can literally just knock everything down and be like, mine now. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the Alaska way. Uh, we see, you know, flash forward. We see them at Hangman's Peak, which is a triple black diamond. And it's like straight up. Well, it is a mountain. It's like, but it's like a vertical mountain. Well, it's a triple black diamond. Yeah. So like. The, That's the, the, the craziest one. Where did Rick get the millions of dollars to put a lift up there? <laughs> that is an excellent question. I was like, every time I watched it, I was like, where the fuck did he get that movie? Or get that money? Um, and did he buy the resort? It's kind of implied, isn't it? Yeah. Again, how did he get that money? Yeah. Well, it's that Rambus money. Uncle Kurt. Uncle Kurt sent him a sent him a a care package. Just asked Uncle Kurt, "Hey, can you uh, you hook me up?" Fine. This is the last time I'm giving you money for a ski resort. (laughs) We then get a voiceover from Stumpy, who says, "Rick and Jenny got together, and then some." And and anyone who tells you money can't buy you love, they've never been to Reno. <laughs> and similar to Grind, it just goes straight into bloopers. Yeah, straight into bloopers. Like what handsome this, this was even more so. This was even more so because I didn't realize the movie was over. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just done. Although my my favorite blooper is one of the first ones when Jason London like slides up to Lee Majors and he tries to stop and just falls backwards. Yeah. <laughs> And Majors is like, hey, you're pretty good on that thing. Jason London goes, yeah, I'm a fucking genius. Yes. He <laughs> <laughs> just walks off. Lee Majors doesn't crack a fucking smile through all that either. No. Um, fuck, dude. My cheeks hurt. I've been laughing so hard this episode. This is such a good movie. Just go. This, yeah. This movie's hilarious. So good. 8%. Fuck yourself. So much better than 8%. Pull your finger out of your ass. Yeah, that's what I say. I say pull your finger out of your ass. Um, this is like honestly one of my all-time favorite comedies. This is like a top ten comedy for me. Dude, this yeah, 
this movie's hilarious. It's, you know, it's a similar style comedy to grind, but it is, is it sophomoric? Yeah. But yeah. guess what? Sophomore humor is fucking funny. funny. Yeah. It's always going to be funny. It's like, it was funny in grind. It was funny in slackers. It's funny in this. Yeah. I mean, if you don't find this funny, well, you know what? Go buy yourself some love in Reno. <laughs> and there's just like, there's whole bits of Keckner doing different line reads in the bloopers. Yeah. And they're so good every single time. <laughs> and they literally pick him up and carry him off set because he won't fucking shut up. Yeah. Uh, and he's still going. Yeah. As they're carrying him out, he's still going. Yeah. Still delivering one liners. Um, so fucking good. Yeah. If you haven't seen this, I recommend you do it right now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's $4 on whatever streaming service you want to use. Yeah. And I think that's the, no, it's six bucks to buy $4 rent. Just buy it. Fucking buy it. Yeah. You're going to watch it more than once. Yeah. I can't recommend this enough. Uh, Again, yeah. This is one of the movies I've probably seen over 20 times just because it's that good. <laughs> Which London was on Outcult or was on Seventh Heaven? Oh shit! Um, I think it was Jeremy. Hold on, because one of them was on Seventh Heaven and went to jail. I don't think it was Jason. I have to remind myself, like the way the way that I remember is that Jason Lee is in Mallrats, so it's yeah. Jeremy London. Yeah. Oh no, this he was on Seventh Heaven. Jason London was. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. What do you go to jail for? Uh, hold on one second. Uh, intoxication and intoxication and leaving the scene of an accident. Hmm. He was also in Dazed and Confused. That's yeah. Totally forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Fucking love this movie. So good. Just talking about it, I'm laughing my ass off. So imagine me watching this thing. I was busting up the entire time and my dogs were looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Like I said, if you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, go rent it, buy it, do whatever you got to do, but go watch this movie because it's fucking great. It's so good. So good. Cannot recommend it enough. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you go and leave us a rating and a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. Uh, Just just say whatever you want. Say the sky is blue and all the leaves are green. And it's a Spadoinkle day. I don't care. I love Neapolitan ice cream. It's tough. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. Really don't care. Uh, also, make sure to subscribe to the show. Do whatever it is that people do with podcasts. Also, follow us on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Cult of Splat. You can also follow me at The Taylor Bartle on Twitter and Instagram. Kevin, where do they follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin Nescota and Instagram is Nescota D-U-H instead of D-A. There you go. So thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week. Until then, see ya. Bye.